0: VTruve is a reliable, affordable, and easy-to-use velocity-based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about VTrove today. What is up, soccer players? Welcome to this latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host Andy, with my main man, Sebastian. Sebastian, how you doing, man?
1: Doing well today. Good start to a Friday. Ready to get the weekend started. Watching a little bit more Prem and La Liga this weekend. Um, it's been spicy so far, so ready to keep it going. Uh,
0: always spicy, man. Wait, so you? we both had an accurate prediction as yeah. of our last episode. Like, I, I, we should, I don't know, man. I feel like, honestly, myself and my friends, I don't know if it's the same with yourself and all your little soccer people. Um, I, like, I feel like we analyze well, we predict well. Do you, like, what do you think? I
1: think so. I, I feel like we've been watching soccer our whole lives. So at this point, like, we kind of know, like, what people have to say. And... Half the time, half the time we're wrong, just like half the time people on TV are wrong. So it is what
0: it is. That's, that's true. We, we hide when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but um, today is a, a very special episode. Today is a special bonus just for the PT students out there. Uh, maybe if you're a PT, you want to listen in as well. But we have someone here who I think has done a lot in the game for being still in PT school. Her name is Hannah Marchant. And welcome to the show, Hannah.
2: Hey, thanks, guys. It's it's an honor to be on this podcast. I've never been on a podcast before, so you know I got a little bit of nerves here, but uh, I'm definitely ready to talk and ready to kind of share my story. Nice, cool, yeah.
0: So why why don't you go ahead and do it? Like, tell us about yourself, growing up, where you live, yada yada yada. What's your uh, what's your deal?
2: <laughs> All right, yeah. So my deal. I am originally from Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, I grew up playing soccer my entire life, and I played college soccer both at St. Francis University in Pennsylvania and also Gannon University. Um, I also am an avid videographer and photographer, so I own a small videography and photography business where I shoot weddings on the weekends, so something that I do on the side. Um, but you know, my real passion is in sports medicine and it started really before any major injuries that I had in soccer. I really wanted to see the patient throughout their whole course of care. I thought that maybe I wanted to go to medical school to become an orthopedic surgeon, but after shadowing both, I realized that I like the connection that physical therapy has with the patient for that longer course of care to actually see a change. Also, you know, it's maybe 10 years less of school, but you know, I'm just going to go with the fact that I get to see the patients, you know, for those, (laughs) for that longer course of care. Um, And I spent a lot of time as a tech and I spent a lot of time in training rooms as an athlete and it just kind of felt like a good connection to me. Um, I currently am in physical therapy school at the University of Pittsburgh, H2P, um, where I've gotten an awesome experience with both uh, the men's soccer team and also the sports performance staff with the strength and conditioning coaches. Um, And I just finished my second year of PT school, which puts me into terminal clinical rotations. Uh, First, I'll be in Erie. And I took a job as a part-time strength coach at Mercyhurst University, which is both a division one and division two school, uh, where I'll be primarily working with uh, men's and women's soccer, hockey, men's and women's hockey, and also football. Uh, and then in the winter, I'll head out to Colorado College, where I'll be working with their athletic teams out there and their physical therapists out there for my last terminal rotation before I graduate and take the boards. You know, so it's been a it's been a great ride so far. I've gotten a lot of sports experiences, uh, and I'm really thankful for the people that have helped me along the way.
1: I'm astounded, yeah, at yeah. a- everything. And it seems like you're succeeding at it also props to you. You're keeping yourself busy, but you're also it, it, from what I could tell, like you're really passionate about all these things and you're really enjoying it all. So props to you. That, that's incredible.
2: Hey, I appreciate that. You know, a lot of people <laughs> ask me how I do it all because it seems that I do a lot, but it doesn't really feel like I'm busy. It just kind of feels like I'm doing the things that are fun to me. And I just kind of chase those things down and it doesn't feel like extra work. It just feels like where I should be. So it's kind of a good sign for me that I'm in the right spot.
1: Yep, I hear you on that. When I was in PT school, I I ended up doing way more things than I thought I'd be doing as well. I think I ended up coaching my club soccer team and like did all the student government stuff. And people were like, "How are you even like studying for class?" But it was like, you know, I just keep myself busy, and I'd rather do that than being bored at home and like just sitting looking at books all day. That means you like have to focus your time and kind of like harness your energy. So it seems like you have a good system in place.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not really caught up on most of the Netflix shows, unfortunately. But maybe you know, at some point after boards. When I hopefully have a little bit of time, I will get caught (laughs) up, but yeah.
0: Trust me, life will give you a break at some point, and that will be the time to, you know, watch the money heist and the Ozarks, and new Game of Thrones is out, apparently. I don't know. Time will come for all that.
2: Yeah, it'll it'll come eventually, for sure.
1: All right, so just quick, quick questions. Talked about it briefly earlier, but... Real quick, what's your favorite team? What's your favorite player before we continue into everything else about you?
2: Favorite team, U.S. Women's National Team. Um, Favorite player from there is Crystal Dunn. Uh, She can virtually play every position on the field. And I actually had the chance to meet her and play with her when I went to a camp at UNC when I was young. Uh, She was an awesome presence to be around. um, And I just really... I really think that the way she plays, the fact that she can be basically put in any position, maybe besides goalkeeper, is the way that I tried to be when I played because I played multiple positions in college and I felt like I could be pretty consistent in each of them. And so I really enjoy her as a player because of that.
1: I like that. She's, she's my favorite player on the U.S. Women's National Team as well. So that's awesome.
0: So you have all these experiences, right, in, in soccer and sports medicine, strength and conditioning. Where do you see it taking you? like if you if you had a, a dream job, what would that be?
2: So my hopefully projected path, my dream path here is I'll pass the boards in April, fingers crossed and then um, I'll be applying to sports med residencies this applicate or this cycle. Um, hopefully I will get into a residency somewhere uh, somewhere that will allow me to get the experiences that I need to maybe move on to a fellowship. My dream job is to be a rehab coordinator in a university. Uh, while I absolutely love soccer and that's the sport that I connect with the most, I also enjoy working with other athletes and learning about other sports. And I think it just kind of benefits all around. Uh, so I would say that would probably be the premier prime job for me. Otherwise, um, it's always in the back of my mind, professional soccer, the U.S. Women's National Team, um, just because soccer is just so near and dear to my heart. And I have a lot of experience there. Um but that's kind of where my head's at right now. Those are like the dreams, right there.
1: Yeah, I think that those are very good dreams, and I don't, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't be able to reach those.
2: It's a, it's a competitive world out there, um, and I understand that. I mean, I've, I've been a competitor all my life. I've, I've played soccer since the time I was three years old. But I think it's going to be a fun challenge and something to reach for. So uh, that's why I've been having so much fun getting all these experiences.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. And with all these experiences, your life is very busy, clearly. Okay. If you could, it's tough to pick out an average day for you, I'm guessing. But what does that look like from when you wake up to when you go to bed?
2: So I'll take you through what a day is going to look like here in the fall for me because I have a full time clinical. That's basically like a full time job. And then I have that part time job as the strength coach at Mercyhurst. Um, <laughs> You guys might think I'm crazy. And to throw something else in the mix, um, my goal, uh, my fitness goals, because I really love staying in shape, is I want to complete a 70.3 triathlon, which is a half Ironman in May. Wow. Um, so I just got a new tri bike. Uh, I've been riding a lot, swimming a lot, running. Um, and so what's probably going to happen is I'm going to wake up very early, 5, maybe 4.30. I'm probably going to go out, do a ride, do a run, um, go to clinical. My clinical schedule is a little bit weird. Some days are eight hours. I have two 12-hour days, and then I have a day off in the middle of the week, which is kind of nice for all the stuff that I'm doing. Uh, And then after clinical, I will go to Mercyhurst. And during the week, I'm primarily with soccer. So I'll do on-field strength sessions for the soccer team. Um, On Wednesdays, if it's a Wednesday, I might help the athletic trainer with some of the game prep for that game. Um, And then after that, I'll come home. I will eat and then I will sleep. <laughs> um, that's kind of what the typical day looks like, or is going to look like for me for the fall. And then uh, you'll toss in there on the weekends, uh, I, I cover weddings. So I do wedding photography and videography. And so the, the weekends are pretty much devoted to my creative passions. So I will go do a wedding, and then the next day I'll edit. And that'll just kind of drag on for the next few months. It's, an, it's a nice way to fuel my creative passions, but also then make a little bit of money while I'm in in PT school too.
1: That's a a loaded day, but it seems like you have it all under control. It seems like you have a plan. And I think that that's a big part of it. When you have a busy schedule, you can't just wake up and try to figure it all out on the fly. You have to kind of coordinate it all ahead of time, plan it out and put it into effect. So again, props to you for having it planned out ahead of time. And I I definitely think it's going to be successful when it comes down to it in the fall.
2: I appreciate it. You know, after I stopped playing soccer, I had all this free time. And I think playing a sport in college kind of allowed me to have these kind of time management skills. Mm-hmm. So I just took the time that I spent training, watching film, you know, taking care of myself in that way and put it into all the stuff that I'm doing now. And um, it's worked out so far. It's been good. Yeah.
0: That's a good point And a good idea is, I mean, this, the student athlete demand these days, it's it's through the roof. Um, and the amount of time you spend is, is a lot. So yeah, just kind of taking those same habits, same rituals and moving them over to a different same feel, different kind of role is, is a really good idea, I think. Um, so with all this stuff going on, right, how do you balance all of that with, you know, family, personal life, you know, doing things like, um, photography on the side to to you know keep your creative passions going how how do you balance that plus what you do what what are your your tips and secrets
2: you know some days I kind of sit down and I'm like oh my god you know I got a lot of stuff on my plate and then I'll just try and keep it moving I'll go to the next practice I'll go to the next wedding and then it'll remind me why I'm doing it and I'll get super excited and it'll just fuel me to the next point of maybe where I have the kind of that lull Um, I live with my parents right now because I'm in my final clinical or one of my final clinicals. So it's kind of nice. I get to have dinner with them every night. So I'm able to balance that. I'm an only child. Maybe you could tell Um, (laughs) just because sometimes people say that about only children. They tend to do a lot of extra stuff. But so uh, I don't have any siblings. I'm kind of just with my parents. Um, And then, you know, on the weekends, sometimes my friends will second shoot for me at weddings or my boyfriend will second shoot for me at weddings. So we'll get to hang out at a wedding together, kind of party it up there. Uh, and then, you know, I just kind of find time in between there. Some days where I'm meant to work out or maybe I'm meant to do an extra photography shoot or cover an extra game. I'll take that away to go see friends, go see my boyfriend, hang out with family. So I kind of like to make it a mix. I make a rigid schedule pretty much every week that kind of goes line by line of what I'm doing, but it's pretty fluid um, because I, I think I'm pretty good at kind of telling when I'm getting a little burnt out of this and I need to focus on another point in my life. Of course, nobody's perfect. And sometimes it gets a little overwhelming, but for the most part so far, it's been pretty good.
0: Nice. Solid. Yeah. that That's, that's some really good advice. And, yeah, I, I've been in similar situations where you have a a framework for the week and one of the good things about being in a student position or in a volunteer position is that you have the ability to say no, right? As long as it's not like a paid gig, you have the ability to say like, hey, I'm, I'm like overloaded right now. Let me not do this for a week or two and then I'll be back. And I think that's something that you know, people should maybe take advantage more of if they find themselves in situations like that, because it's totally okay. Like people get that, you know, you're busy and there's things that you have to take care of in life. And yeah, you can't be going 100 miles per hour, 24 hours a day. You got to take a break sometimes.
2: Yeah. And I think honestly, sometimes the break for me is being able to do the photography and videography on the side. Mm. Um, Like, you know, all week I focus on sports medicine, you know, working up to be a good clinician, pass the boards, whatnot. And then on the weekends, I step away from all that. And I'm able to still connect with people, but in a different way. And I'm able to just do something completely different, which I think, like, keeps keeps me going. Because they're two very different things. Uh, and it keeps it exciting for me.
1: Good. I'm glad you have that. We've, we've talked a lot about the different activities you're doing the different things that you're doing um, including the strength and conditioning work that you're going to be doing in the fall tell us a little bit a little bit about these opportunities and kind of like how you've gone about getting them and what you've learned from the ones that you've had in the past and what you expect to learn going forward
2: yeah um I remember I kind of when I started PT school I knew that I really wanted to do a residency I was super early but I was trying to figure out what I needed to do to set myself apart early. Uh, So I started calling as many people as I could. Um, There were some PT students that had graduated from Pitt that had done residency programs that I knew of. So I called them and I asked them, what can I do to set myself apart? What can I do to become the best student that I can while I'm here to learn as much as possible and to meet the right people? And they told me, just keep calling people, just talk talk to people, talk to people, talk to people, talk to people. Uh, And so that's kind of what I did. And some people might laugh uh, if they listen to this. I pretty much talk to anyone and everyone and making those connections and just telling them what my passions are and the fact that I'm willing to learn and just kind of sit back and learn was kind of big for me, Um, you know. I had the opportunity with Pittman soccer in the fall of last year, um, which was totally by chance, but it ended up working out really well. And I kind of went in with the mentality that I really want to learn from the athletic trainer. You know, I don't know much about acute injury management, um, but I want to go in and I want to learn and I'll fill water bottles, I'll do anything you need me to do on the side. He didn't have a student that that fall. So he was kind of stuck with some of the extra stuff on the side. So I would come into the practices and the games and I'd fill waters and I'd get his bag ready. And I do what I can while standing in the back and watching him do what he did so I could learn. Um, And I think kind of taking that, that mentality going in that you're there to learn. Um, You're not there to step on anybody's feet and kind of bring in something, you know, just as a student, you're there to learn first off. And you're also there to help. Even though I'm not an athletic training student, I didn't mind filling waters. I was just super happy to be there. I would go in and fill waters every day with a smile on my face because it was where I really wanted to be. And so if I would give any advice to any students that are looking for these opportunities, it's kind of take that mindset and go in and be ready to help and just be a helping hand first. And then once you build that connection first, then they might, you know, let you learn some things, teach you how to tape things like that.
1: Very helpful advice. Thank you for that. I think our listeners will really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And what advice do you have for students, you know, Specifically, it's. I, I've also told people the same advice of like, yeah, just reach out, ask. How do you pick like who you're gonna email, who you're gonna call? Or are you literally just calling everybody and emailing everybody that you can?
2: It kind of like it started with the people that, for me, that went to Pitt that I knew were in the sports setting, so I had that Pitt connection. I called them, and say, hey, you know, I'm going through the same program as you. I'm interested in doing a residency. Um, What is your advice for me? And then they would give me people that they thought maybe I should talk to. And so then I would pick and choose on different weeks. You know, I'd send an email to someone. Hey, can I connect with you? Ask you questions. Um, I'd love to learn from you. I'd just love to pick your brain about something. And then they would know someone that I would then connect with. So it wasn't like I just went online and found all these sports people. It was I kind of connected with the people that I thought would be like the easiest maybe from my program or my professors knew to get me in contact with. And then it's just like networking. So they knew people and those people knew people. And that's just kind of how it happened. Um, And again, just taking that mentality of like, you want to learn, pick your brain. Um, I never really went into any of the conversations wanting an experience out of it. I just wanted to get to know them and, and know their path and then just make a connection with them in general.
0: Uh, that's that's great advice, and it's it's sometimes even tempting for people to go to conferences and and like network with a lot of people, like oh I want to chat up everybody in like the hall or whatever. But it's always good to have like you know maybe fewer connections, but ones that are deeper and connections that you can you know help each other going down the road. And I believe that is all the questions we had for you today. Uh, Sebastian, you have any other burning questions? No additional questions.
1: I I feel like if I were starting out PT school again, I would listen to this podcast and learn as much as possible from everything that you had to say today, Hannah. So thank you for all the input that you've given us. Um, thank you for all of the answers you gave. And I think a lot of people can learn from this today.
2: Hey, I really appreciate it, guys. And if I can leave the students with one more piece of advice, it's that not everybody you connect with is going to be someone that necessarily wants to help you and kind of push you into the direction of your goals. Uh, I listened to a really good speech at CSM last year uh, about a, a World War II vet that met someone at a diner, and they found out that it was the guy that packed his parachute when he jumped out of a plane. And the speaker was like, you know, who's packing your parachute? Who is getting you ready for the next step? Who is going to help you reach your goals? Because there are people that are not going to pack your parachute and you're going to jump out of the plane and you're not going to have a parachute packed, right? So, who are those people in your life? Who are those connections that you make? You go, there are going to be ones that don't. Who's going to help you to your next steps? And pay attention to that. Because um, I've had people that packed my parachute and I've had people that didn't, but that's okay. You got to focus on those good connections that you make. So, Make a lot of connections, but like you said, find those really important ones and kind of play off those and keep those keep those healthy.
0: Yeah, that that is brilliant. That is brilliant. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm I'm gonna use that. That's that's genius. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna keep uh, that with me too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is deep for Friday at 9 a.m. Wow. Did not expect <laughs> it to go <come> here. <laughs> but um, last thing for you, Hannah. If people have questions, where can they find you? Where can they reach you?
2: Yeah, they can find me. I'm really active on Instagram. I don't know. Do you put, do you put handles out there? Um, I'd be willing to put an email out there. I don't know if you want me to just say it on here. If you're going to just, uh, if you post it somewhere, I don't know how you want to go about this.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can just say it and we'll have it linked in the description too.
2: Okay. So my, my Instagram is my name, Hannah Marchant nine. So it's just at Hannah Marchant nine. Uh, and I, I'm on there all the time, especially with the photography stuff. And while you're on there, you could also follow, uh, we just started a Mercier Strength page. So if you want to check out all the new stuff we're doing at, at Merciers University and also my photography and videography page, if you guys want to see my little creative passion side there, it's it's also linked in my bio.
0: Nice. Perfect. Sweet. Yeah. And we, we're looking forward to, you know, watching your journey and as you graduate and pass the board, fingers crossed. And um, yeah, thanks for coming on the pod.
2: Hey, yeah, thanks guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. It was a great way to start off a Friday morning for sure.